Welcome everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. If you're a new listener, welcome to the Making Sense Podcast. Welcome. Hey, if hey, you're hey. an old listener, thank you for your loyalty. We appreciate it greatly. Um, and we're back once again to give you another insightful, interesting and useful topic for your financial literacy journey. Yes. Ooh, that was very... What? It's, right. what? it's what I do, guys. Come do on. Do your thing, B. And thank you, Kalisha. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I've got some support on this podcast. Yeah, that only support me. You know, between this guy over here and, and, and my wife, there's no support. But thank you, Kalisha. Whatever. I appreciate that. Um, you know, it helps with my confidence. Anyway, guys, um, if you're new, if you're not new, you, you realize these guys bully me every week. And hopefully you feel sorry for me if you don't. Don't feel sorry for him. If you're new, please don't fall for that. He's lying. By the time you catch up and listen to all the episodes, you'll know that. You'll not see the he's case. he's the bully. I have nothing to say. Mm. Anyway, I do have something to say. So yes, this week we're here to discuss tourism and the benefits to the country in question and the people. Yes. And we have uh, to thank one of our loyal yes. listeners, Jeanette, yes, for that one. Yes, thank you very, very much, Jeanette, for the idea. And I feel like it ties in nicely with things that we have been discussing. Correct. So. Yeah, but no, it's really good. Thank you, Jen. So yeah, I think it ties in uh, with definitely with the China and Africa episode. Um, so- social remittance, as I mentioned, is one of the you know key things that came out of the Future of Ghana episode that we did. So yeah, it definitely ties in with a lot of stuff we've done. Yes. Um, listeners, thank you for your continued support. Please continue to subscribe, share, comment, like give your feedback we are on soundcloud itunes stitcher Castbox. Um, if you just google the making sense podcast you'll find us all you can also dm us or contact us on social media um making sense pc and you can email us info at the make info at making sense podcast.com i think we need to make the email address short because we stumble on it every week no mm. info at, at making sense podcast.com <laughs> uh, stand corrected simple as always before we get into it the disclaimer. Please always remember we are not registered advisors, so please do your own research. Thank you. <laughs> Basically what she said. <laughs> Thanks. We're talking about tourism, so n- nobody should go and blow up their credit card trying to travel just because yeah. we cover this co- podcast, please. <laughs> yeah. But what Kanisha said, basically. But if you choose to, don't give, don't send the bill our way because we're not paying. You can use your money for tourism, but it could be used effectively yeah. for the right reasons. And, and, yeah, and well, we will well discuss that later on. Yeah. So. Sure. yeah, agreed. That's a good point, actually. Cool. Yeah, so um, it's going to be a very good episode. <laughs> Aren't they always good episodes, as you said previously, Francis? <laughs> no, I said it's going to be a very good. I didn't say Oh, what? They're good. not all very good? Yeah, they're, they're good. All right. Payback. Good. No? Yeah. So, um, what what is tourism? Can we define that? I know it's not. Well, anyway, what's tourism, Sam? What do you think is tourism? So, the actual definition is the commercial <laughs> organization and operation of holidays and visits to places of interest. Very interesting. But yeah, so everyone knows and thinks of tourism as in yeah, just traveling, traveling abroad, visiting different places. But obviously, it's a business because you have to pay to do so. So yeah, in a nutshell, that that's what it is. Tourism. Okay. But cool. um, obviously, we know. Tourism is a massive, massive business. Really massive. And man like Flivin is going to give us some. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, sir. Can you, can you leave? Can you just leave? Can you just leave? <laughs> just leave the studio Sorry. now. Just leave. Did I miss something? Yeah, yes, yeah. you did. What did I miss? No, we're not repeating. Yours truly is going to give us some numbers. Is that like an old social media name? <laughs> Your name was Fliving. <laughs> My name was never Fliving. <laughs> Sam. Oh, sorry. Anyway. Yeah, so yeah, tourism, travel, very big. Um, it's uh, very quite s- some surprising facts that I just found. So uh, if you look at the jobs in the world globally, one in every 10 jobs is in travel and tourism, which means 10% of any jobs in the world is in travel and tourism. Mm-hmm. I mean, who would have thought, right? Certainly not me. Oh, well, clearly you would have, because you're you're looking at me like, don't you know that? <laughs> Come on, everybody knows that. <laughs> I have nothing to say once again. Okay, <laughs> that's trying that. to draw me out. Um, there's about 131 million people working in um, travel and tourism across the world. So that is that 10 percent or whatever. And um, in the last five years, 20 percent of all jobs created in the world are in travel and tourism or in the travel and tourism sector. That is huge. Yeah, no, right? sure. And also since 2010, tourism has been the fastest growing sector in the UK. 
in terms of employment. Okay, really? There you go. It's it's actually yeah. globally. It's also grows by so no. So let me rephrase that. So travel and tourism, the money, the the GDP of travel and tourism. So I, if you look at all the different sectors that people people work in and their contribution to the to the world GDP to global GDP. So if global if the, the GDP of the world was a hundred pounds, travel and tourism contributes ten percent of that ten pound, and it that that amount has been growing at around four point six percent, which is a lot larger than world GDP. Mm. I think for me, the reason why I'm not surprised um, is things like social media and YouTube uh, and influencers going all away, all over the globe yeah. and showing you exactly what it's like there. So how beautiful it is, lifestyle. Yeah, the lifestyle, <laughs> what to do when you're there. Yada yada yada. So I think that would, for my, for me, would help facilitate travel and maybe even spark the interest of travel even more. Yeah. Um. You got China. They're affluent middle class. Yeah. They're, they're now wanting to get out of everywhere. China and see the rest of the world. Yeah. So I, I'm not surprised by it. If I'm honest, that's 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 the face I was making earlier. All right. Cool. Fine. Thanks for breaking it down. <laughs> I often have to. I, I I now feel like I understand you a lot better. <laughs> You never will, my friend. Um, so yeah, they should be married. You know, romance. <laughs> so anyway, the point my we're friend, making. Please contain your jealousy. The, the, <laughs> sorry, we swap homes? no, we should not swap <laughs> homes. All right, you'll find where you are. I'm She's not. Right. She's really not. <laughs> um, She's on a tightrope. The, the point. The point we're trying to make is that travel and tourism has a huge impact on world GDP. I.e., there's a lot of spending. There's a lot of investment going into travel and tourism. Um, and um, you can break the, the, the impact on, on GDP or global growth. You can break that in different parts. So there's the direct impact from tourism, you know, directly and stuff like, obviously, when you go somewhere, you have to pay for accommodation, right? Pay for a hotel. You pay for transportation, entertainment, attractions, etc. right? So that's there's obviously spending in that area. So that's the direct impact. Um, then there's the in, indirect impact, which is more like, so let's just say a country where, the government knows this country receives a lot of tourists. Naturally, they will spend, there will be government spending in travel, in the inter-travel and tourism sector within our countries to, to entice even more people to come, right? That's a, that's the indirect impact. Then there's um, also the impact of purchases of suppliers locally. So in, in those countries where tourism is big, so there'll be a lot of suppliers supplying into the domestic economy, right? Yeah. The, um, there's that. And then there's also the induced contribution, which I had never heard of, which is, is basically measuring that. So in countries where tourism is plays quite a large role, naturally, there'll be a lot of employees within the travel and tourism sector. So that money that they're making, they're spending again, that also has a contribution. So it's just basically broken in three parts. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. You saw that, right? Right. We've, we're looking at the top countries for tourism the top the most attractive destinations the ones that are doing really well but it's so all over the place mm. so I found a few but the sources of information all say something completely different so I was just looking at top five I think I have to take away the top because it's I don't think they're ranked in any order but I've got five of the popular destinations that people visit mm-hmm. so the five I found were Bangkok Thailand London England Paris France Singapore Southeast Asia and New York USA, but France has got some. Yeah, so I did places. something similar. I looked at three. I looked at um, Forbes, then I looked at um, the Guardian and the Independent, and they all had different countries. So somewhere like top ten, top twenty, but the rankings were always different. So I just took out like five countries that I found in all of them, just in different rankings. Mm-hmm. So Chile, like Chile, was like number one in one places or number ten in another, but it was there. So it's Chile, South Africa, Malta, Mexico, and Rwanda, funny enough. Wow. So Rwanda was in all of them, yeah. So Rwanda is, um, seems to be South popping. Africa? Yeah, South Africa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we got two out of five in Africa. That's, That's not good. bad. Yeah, we're moving forward. <laughs> and also, one thing surprising that, that I thought was surprising was, um, all those countries like Turkey, Egypt, that had these recent terrorist attacks, etc. Mm-hmm. they were still quite, high on the list because it's cheap to go to that's yeah. why yeah. I think but, it's cheap to go to but and I people are weighing up yeah I would have thought people are scared but it, it didn't really impact them as much as I would have thought anyway Do you know, I think people look at it and think okay something happened yesterday what's the likelihood that it's yeah. going to happen, happen again yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. fine it still has put me off going back to Egypt though 
I See, was, there you go. Me. There you go. And I've been to Egypt before, but and I would love to go back, but I'm I'm a little bit apprehensive. Yeah. So. I didn't really enjoy Egypt, if I'm honest. Didn't you? Not I think really. there was so much to do. I didn't enjoy Morocco that much. Oh, really? I haven't been. I want to go to Morocco, though. Okay. No, I definitely prefer Dubai to Egypt. Any places oh. in, on that list that you guys have visited? Yeah, well, I've definitely contributed because <laughs> I've been to New York like five times. <laughs> yeah, I've done the same with Miami. I've been to Miami like Yeah, I've four been times. to New York. I've been to London. I've been to Miami. You've been to Miami. London. You live in London, York. you ass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've been to Malta actually. Same on here. my list. I've been to Malta. I've been to Paris. That's about it. And I've never been to Paris. Yeah, been to you, Paris. Don't, you, don't, you don't bother, man. It's dead. That's a, oh, we went Disneyland. But Disneyland is different, no? Yeah, Disney. I've been to Disneyland, but I've also been to Paris just on a trip to Paris. Yeah, I've just been to Paris on a trip. This side. So, it's just a hype, mm. man. Okay, we've been to all these other places, but in the last 10 years, when was the last time you've been back to your home countries? Wow. Wow. 2016? Wow. I went in 2005 last, very, very, very poor. Uh, I think you're probably looking like 28, 2008 or something like that, maybe. Maybe even longer than that. One half of my places in, was it 2015? Yeah, 2015. Mm. I haven't been to Ghana yet. I feel so ashamed saying that out loud. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but it's should. expensive, right? That's what it is. It yeah. is expensive, yeah. It is definitely expensive. It's and it's becoming more and more expensive. Yeah. And mm. I think there's so much more barriers for us going back home in regards to like being expensive. Um, visas. visas if you haven't been there before like wait where is there to go yeah. is, where's the tourist yeah. attractions can I bring my kids mm-hmm. well, I don't mm-hmm. have kids but people that have kids yeah. can I bring my kids like whereas other places it seems like shopping as well it yeah. seems a bit more diverse I feel like we just need to change our perception by going to these places change our and perception and we out. can change it as well yeah. that's yeah, the thing agreed. the more we go back home the more things will start to change where they are forced to mm-hmm. start yeah. building these like attractions for us or yeah. you know p- those of us that can can build them for ourselves is, right there you go um but yeah i think just going back is the first step mm-hmm. right? I, I remember akon saying it a while ago about uh, i think he was talking about africa in general not a particular country <coughs> and he was like how often do we view africa as a holiday destination now you've just said we've got south africa and rwanda mm-hmm. that, that are there but outside of that I, I can you know outside of me just wanting to go go there because i've never been as a jamaican yeah, I, I, it probably wouldn't have been a holiday destination that I had in mind over the last mm. five, ten years, other than me wanting to go for cultural reasons. Like, have you realised that everyone else goes back to our home countries, but we don't? Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. I've never been to anywhere other than Ghana and Africa, mm. unless you count Cape Verde. But There's that's so many not people really that I've met, like, Africa. English people. I've been to Ghana. Yeah. I go to yeah, Jamaica yeah. regularly. But, but I think <laughs> is it because maybe the the uh, situations we grew up in, travel is seen as a luxury, and you go back home. That's about it, you know. Um, yeah, exactly. You not, go to visit people. You go you know. to visit home. You're not taught yeah. to be explorative, if that's even a word. Yeah. yeah. And go and see new and different places. I yeah. think we take it for granted. Yeah, Definitely. That too. I, I would say that our generation is a little bit better with travel, yeah. but it's probably been mainly in Europe. Yeah. So we've probably all been various places in Europe yeah. or whatever because it's cheap and easy. Yeah, I, was, I was about to say, yeah, that's exactly. the main reason. Exactly, I think. exactly. Because yeah. so, it's cheap and easy, mm. um, which has been good because I think our generation has seen a lot more of the world. And, and I better for it. But yeah, we do need to start focusing not, back no, home no, no. now. I'm one I think. of those people that avoids Europe. Because, really? Yeah, because <clears throat> I think it's that basically kind of like down the road. So what's the point? Yeah. Mm. I'd rather go further. I want to be on a plane for like five, six yeah. hours max. And be yeah. in a hot, in a, well, I know it's going to be hot. We're going to go into Europe. It's not guaranteed. Yeah. Um, uh, well, if you go somewhere like Barcelona is and, and that, so you're on the plane for two hours, but it's very different to London, yeah. you know? So that's one thing I would say as much as you're right, it's down the road. But culturally, they can be quite different. Mm. U- UK is quite unique culturally. I'm going to the, to the Five Earths in Italy. Okay. In a couple of weeks. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah. Birthday treat? No. Just, just a trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And if, you notice that we go to the States quite a lot. So we talked yeah. about cost of going to Africa and going back home to the Caribbean. But <coughs> America is just as expensive. Yeah. But we go there a lot. Is it because of I, how much? It's really, New York is so expensive. It's so you, Oh my God. Yeah. Shisha was $50. Oh wow. $45. I mean, it had a Hennessy base, but, uh, <laughs> but still. <laughs> Which isn't good for you to inhale. Uh, it's probably terrible because I felt terrible after. Yeah. But I feel like on TV, we see so much American culture. It's almost fed to us that we're, we desire and that's to go why there I go. so and much. That's why I go. So mm. I feel like it's a bigger thing. We need to get our own home cultures on TV. We need to desire to go to those kind of places. No, 100%. 100%. And, you know, to, to put a positive spin on it, I do think it's happening. Definitely, We've mentioned definitely. it before with Victoria Island in Nigeria. Um, I, I don't know, what would be the happiness spot in Ghana? Accra. Accra, oh. just in general. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll say. You know, so I can see it happening now. You've seen these music artists go back, film videos there. Yeah. And, and that it's, it's about creating yeah. a, a desire to go, exactly. about creating mm. an image of that people can want to go and see and be a part of. Um, so you need a PR campaign, right? You're right. I yeah. think the media definitely, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Definitely. You need a PR people, campaign. W- once people see it, they'll be more likely to, yeah. You know, and, and that's so when I was talking about influence and stuff, that's probably where they can play a key role. And some of them already are, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. where not even just showing you, okay, visit <coughs> my, my country or visit this country, but actually showing you the things you can, can do. do yeah. Um, so you, yeah, you can know, it's like, you know, when we go to Amsterdam, you, you've taken us several places that you've seen off of YouTube or whatever. Mm-hmm. It just makes it easier for you to navigate the, the place you're going mm-hmm. to and not feel so lost. Um, so yeah, part of the reason why we wanted to cover this is, yeah, we got the very, very good, um, email from Jen asking us to cover it but then thinking about where we've spoken about going back home and um, just building up our own home countries I wanted to talk about how tourism actually benefits those countries because I feel like it gives Mm -hmm. us a breakdown on understanding what we can actually do as travellers to build up places that we want to see start being more desirable so I looked at three factors that actually three ways that a country benefits from tourism so it's I've looked at the economic benefits i've looked at the social benefits i've looked at the environmental okay. benefits yeah. so francis has touched on some of the economical but i'm gonna just go over it again briefly so um first thing is employment so tourism creates direct and indirect employment for the country so direct for example would be tour guides hotel staff quad bike shops stuff like that the people that work directly and serve the tourists but then also indirectly um, for example, would be production of food to feed tourist population, retail, fuel because of the demand, etc. So automatically, tourism just generates a lot more jobs for the country. So more people visiting the country or an area will increase the need for all of these things, which increases the need for labour. As a result, more jobs. So that's a benefit for the people that live in those countries. Um, another benefit is income for local communities. So spending as a tourist automatically puts money back into the local community. So you'll know that when you go away, there's all the little shops, mm-hmm. huts, family businesses, whatever. Whatever you spend directly goes into somebody's pocket. Of course, wherever you spend money goes into somebody's pocket. But I feel like depending on where you go, spending as a traveller, as, as a tourist, directly benefits somebody's pockets. So... um yeah, local so, businesses so spending with local businesses yeah. as yeah. much as you can yeah not maybe just the established western businesses that exactly. are in those countries so one thing i went from doing this research one thing i realized is on holiday i'm not gonna lie i'm about enjoying myself and then i get lazy when it comes to souvenirs so i'd buy stuff when i get to the airport on the way home do you i'd never do that because it's more expensive it's more expensive for one but then also how much are you helping the local the local yeah. economy yeah. or the the smaller businesses when you can save money from buying where you're staying and you're also giving money to that person who mm. actually runs that business. The the family feels it. Yeah, exactly. Um, another economic benefit is diversification. So, for example, if a country mainly benefits off one source of income, so, for example, manufacturing or due to their natural resources, tourism being one of their businesses allows them to always get income if say i don't know say oil runs dry yep. or, or there's a shock in the market something. exactly or fact something happens to a factory manufacturing manufacturing goes down at least they always have tourism to fall back on um and the fourth way is infrastructure so for example yep. the government will put money towards developing infrastructure for an area if it's a heavy tourist area so better roads better transport mm-hmm. better airports um, improved public spaces, better hospitals. The government will invest in that because they want tourists to continue to come to the country. But of course, for the people that live there, they're being able to benefit from these improved um, services as well. I found some negatives as well on economics. Did you? Um, yeah, okay. but no, go, go for it. No, no, you go. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to, I'll speak, I'll talk on the benefits and then you, yeah. yeah. Okay. So moving on to social. So the social benefits for tourism. So the first one was locals just taking a pride in their area. So as an influx of foreigners come to the country, um, it makes the locals just take pride in their landmarks. So for example, I mean, if you walk past something past something every day or your country's famous for something, it just goes over your head. After yeah, well. like Buckingham Palace. Yeah, exactly. It, it means nothing to me, but you see these tourists going crazy. Yeah. Like, Even then, Tower Bridge. Yeah, Big Ben. These always pl- taking pictures. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we just drive over it like 
vexed that it's 20 miles an hour. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But after a while, you'll start to take pride in these things mm. because you realize that people pay money to come and visit these areas. Okay. Um, another one is preservation of t- tradition. So locals will repeat traditions for tourists over and over again and it stops it getting lost. So mm. if there is, I don't know, say there's like a Hawaiian dance that is very, very old and famous for whatever reason. Um, naturally, if nobody really visit that country over time, that tradition will just die out. Mm. But because you're having to repeat this tradition over and over again for tourists, younger generations start to learn it. And again, you start to take pride in it. And yeah, it's something that doesn't get forgotten. So those are a couple of ways that socially a company can be can benefit from tourism. And then environmentally, so ways that the environment is preserved. <clears throat> Financial support. So, of course, the government will dedicate funds to preserve areas such as and natural resources due to them being high tourist areas so i don't know if there's a lake that is just always visited and amazing the government will make sure that lake's looked after whereas over time nature would have taken over and maybe that lake was no more or it's highly Mm. polluted or whatever um also the locals will just put more effort into looking after their area because it's tourist attraction and if the tourists generate money for you then you're going to make sure that your space is always aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. always health um healthy and safe for people to come and visit so so and you're going to go over some of the uh the Legit. drawbacks <coughs> yeah go for it <laughs> so you can fill in if i miss any points mm-hmm. but so for economic i found the negatives are the price of properties and goods and services will increase for mm-hmm. the locals yeah, yeah. yeah. if they realize that they can get receive more money from tourists yeah of course um so also throughout england large number of holiday homes are purchased but only to live in on weekends so you've got vacant properties out there and this leads to shops closing down due to lack of um customers lack of movement yeah, yeah outside of holiday times yep 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 also inflations of prices in towns that experience large amount of tourism Probably that's why London is so expensive mm. but mm. like little things like um half term taking your kids oh to the aquarium gosh. Um, Madame Two Swords, <laughs> yeah. all of those things—they're so expensive for us that live here because they are massive tourist tourist attractions. So people will come over yeah. and do those things as well. Agreed, but I think with that one, it's you can't get it all one way, right? Mm. These tourists are coming in and bringing in their money into this country, which is a lot, and it's benefiting us as a whole. Yeah, you know, it's 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 six one half and of course, of course, yeah. So that <clears throat> that's the benefit, but then also the drawback. Yeah, and and I think everything in finance is going to be like that, right? There's ups and downs behind everything. It's just maybe seeing the balance of the mm. two. There was something else I found um, in Jamaica. So there's Duns River, mm-hmm. which yeah. is a massive tourist Where I have been to. Did we go there? Yeah, we, yeah, did. we did. Yeah. <laughs> you have to pay for, right? Yeah. The locals the, don't. Yes, the locals. I, I was like, I pretended to be that? Jamaican. Have they changed yeah. that now? No, and work. your accent was really bad. Is that, have <laughs> they changed it or is that the case now? It's locals still the don't case. And I know that there's another one that is very, I forgot what it's called, but it's very similar to Duns River. But at the moment, it's free. No, Duns River, you had to pay. Yeah. The locals have to pay, but it's like much cheaper. cheaper. Much yeah. Yeah. cheaper. It's, it's similar in Ghana, actually. Yeah. The, the locals don't pay for it. I don't think there's attraction. anything wrong with that, to I be think, honest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because I feel like you should be able to enjoy the country that you live in and not have to pay rates that tourists pay. Yeah. But um, speaking on the negatives, I don't know if you've got these ones, Kalisha, as well. Yeah. Damage to the landscape. Yes. Also, yeah, I found that as well. In Cornwall, that erosion of the land, soil, yeah. litter, and disturbance to livestock and vandalism. Yep. Supposedly in Cornwall, 45% rise of the waste level is due to the amount of tourists who are on holiday there. That's interesting. Exactly. Um, yes, disturbance to livestock, you said. Vandalism, traffic, congestion. So has yep. anyone been to Ainapa? <laughs> yeah, I did back in 2007. <laughs> yeah, 2007, 2008. The locals... And the thing is, in I feel like in Ainapa, only 10 minutes down the road is like another area. Uh, yeah, do I. But obviously, they'd come to the beach normally and go into the Ainapa to enjoy. Obviously, they don't do that anymore. There's, mm. I feel like there's three months during summer that the locals hate the area. That's probably and, like for people in Ibiza now. Yeah, exactly. The quad bikes. I feel like, sadly, some heavy tourist areas really ruin the reputation of the place. Mm-hmm. The quad bikes, the traffic. I remember just sitting there thinking, wow, the people can't drive up and down just because we just want to clutch it and park our bikes anywhere and just do and they look at us in disgust yeah, as well. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised <laughs> and um, it's price you pay I suppose it's you know my, my response back would be okay so if all the tourists stop coming what does this area yeah, look like of course. Sure. I mean obviously there's certain behaviours that you should always carry course, when you go but um 
Did you get any more negatives? Um, like if a tourist attraction site is built in a place that would normally habitat animals, then it will force animals to relocate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was it for environmental. Did you get anything? Any else? No, that was me. That's I got those as well. Uh, so although we've spoken about the negatives, there's oh for social. There are. Do you see the social negatives? No so social negatives. It said they can um, create conflicts between nations. Yes, they want a diverse diverse nation. Sounds good, but not everyone can mix together. Yeah, yeah. Well, for some people anyway. Um, it can increase crime and discrimination. Yeah. And um, people may feel excluded in the society. Also, people push, pushed out of towns or houses, so hotels and runways and buildings can be built. Yep, yep. So that was negative for social. Mm. And we touched on environmental as well. Yeah. We? Were there, did we have anything on like cultural differences? Um, In terms of, so like, I don't know, um, say there's obviously countries where drinking alcohol, stuff like that. Even if it's not illegal, it's not seen. It's it's culturally looked down upon. Well, that was kind of like a similar to the negative for social. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. So mixing two different cultures, allowing yeah. a culture to yeah. come into yours. Like, say you come from a culture where it's okay to get hammered in the afternoon, yeah. walk around, drink <laughs> yeah. it loud, you know, music. Yeah. You might go to a place where it's not. You know, you yeah. just don't do that. And yeah. if you're doing that, then they'll look at you like, "What's wrong with you?" Or if the country bends the rules over time, it cheapens. Yeah. In inverted commas, it cheapens the. The culture of the country. Yeah. Do you think Dubai is heading that way? Yeah. Do you know what? I feel like Dubai, I feel like you do have to be a little bit, so the way women dress there, you do have to be a little bit conservative, but I, I feel like I it's wasn't. fine. You, can just, you <laughs> generally can just wear what you want. You, what, most what was that? What was that? Do get looks. Hmm? What was that? What was the slap on the head about? I wasn't. <laughs> Going over to like, cause problem in the people of them country. I feel like the most you get is a few looks. And that's it. Mm. Yeah. But like, weirdly, I was actually watching um, Sex and the City 2 yesterday. <gasps> Netflix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, when they went to Abu Dhabi and there were all the issues about how Samantha was dressed. Yeah, well, Abu Dhabi is different, right? Yeah, it's yeah totally but still, different. exactly. Oh, okay. But yeah, they, they seem a yeah, lot stricter. Those guys, yeah, they don't mess around. Yeah. You don't want to upset those guys. <laughs> mm. Which kind of pleasantly leads us on to what I went to talk about, which was Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. So, yeah, the kind of thing that stuck out or was interesting to me about Dubai is when we were there and we were in the Burj Khalifa, they have these kind of like uh, telescope things, right? Yeah. Where you can... Oh, so you've been? Yeah, yeah, I've been. Yeah. And you can... So it shows you... You point at the local area and you can see at different points in time. Yeah. So you can go back like 34 years, 30 or 40 years ago and it was literally just a desert. Mm. You know, then it would mm-hmm. take you like 20 years into, you know, further on. And you see, okay, there's some buildings and then to the present day where it's just loads of skyscrapers. I think they've got the most tallest, the most amount of height, you know, skyscrapers in a short uh, space. Uh, I think or something like that. Anyway, so it kind of immediately got me thinking about how that can be applied in places like Africa, mm-hmm. where you can pretty much take just not derelict, but unused land. Mm-hmm. And essentially build a purpose-made city for tourism. And that's what I feel the, the guys mm. in the Emirates have done with Dubai. And I think that's why you see the difference between Abu Dhabi and Dubai. Mm. That's you know, exactly what they think. Yeah. And you know, I don't Abu- even think they had the land. They put the thing in the water, right? It yeah, yeah. Water. So the water comes yeah. from... So there's water basically beneath the, the, the bed of rocks. And they've used... So that's nothing they do. They get really good uh, engineers to come and do this stuff. But essentially, they got the water from somewhere else and it's pumped through because it's not naturally water there. It's just a desert, right? crazy yeah it is it's everything is artificial everything is artificial it's round but but it looks it have you been there it looks artificial it looks artificial it does it's i haven't been there everything is amazing though i think it's but you know it's going back next month to me to me it's no different to what they've done in stratford (laughs) (laughs) no okay so i don't know if you guys are from there i grew up in stratford right and if you go walk where the uh the olympic village is now it was it was nothing like what it is now. Mm. You know, you got these green, luscious areas, lakes, all this perfectly architectured land. It was an old abandoned uh, dog track that was used for a market and a bunch of old mechanic um, arches or whatever. It's nothing like it is today. They completely terraformed that place, completely. Mm. Even if you look at Stratford Centre, uh, the, the bus station, completely different. So to me, it's no different. In terms of you take somewhere that looks is kind kind of completely not derelict, but looks one way, and you can completely change what it looks like yeah. and how it's used. And I think that's what was interesting about Dubai, the fact that okay they've put this purpose made um, city in the middle of nowhere, 
and they're able to put exactly what we want so they can put the best attractions mm. and, and they don't have to worry about so for instance doing it here they've got to worry about moving local people out they've mm. got to worry about the structure of the roles you can literally just plan it how you want it to be mm. so it's like planning a city from scratch so and I think that go ahead no, I was going to say so why do you think that African countries haven't done that? now okay so with Dubai it was created on the back of oil right mm. and I think the, the, the major difference I found is as soon as they found that oil they, they immediately united and created the United Arab Emirates. They wasn't really about before that. Mm. And I think because of that, you, you know, being, that being united, they were probably uh, better able to take advantage of their oil yeah. than Africa is of their natural resources. And I think that's essentially it. I think that the, the Arabs were very good at leveraging their resource, um, getting people in for their expertise and only paying them for that, not necessarily being exploited for their natural resources. So I think they were really able to properly benefit mm. from their oil. And it doesn't feel like Africa has been able to benefit from their natural resources. I, I don't know if you'd agree, Francis. Yeah, 100%. You know? 100%. And, and I think for me, for us to replicate a Dubai in Africa, and it's already starting in Djibouti, uh, which is an African state near Eritrea. It's between Eritrea and Somalia, right? I yeah. believe. Um, and that, but that's a whole part of the whole China Belt and Road thing, which we covered mm. before. So China very much there. And that's one of their main kind of uh, places. But it depends on what China's purpose is. Though, exactly, so. and we discussed that. But I think for me, yeah, it was just that to see how much um, of a focus tourism is in Dubai, because you know I think the you know the economy was heavily based on oil previously. Um, now it still is. Actually. It is, but I think tourism's up at twelve percent. Um, the aiming for is so the aim is for it to double in size by 2027 uh, we'll still be the same percentage, but basically they're putting a lot more focus in tourism and they basically want Dubai to be the tourist destination of choice. Um, hence the reason why they're putting all these mass- massive, you know, amazing attractions that you can't get anywhere else. Mm. You have to go to Dubai to see to these see things. It, yeah. You want the tallest building in the world, you have to go to Dubai. You want the, the amazing water park with several different rides, you have to go to Dubai. And where they're able to just build this stuff from scratch, you know, they probably have the inside track on a lot of other places. Mm. Um so yeah, I think that would be interesting to me. And I don't know, I think it was for me it's more of an opinion thing. Mm. Would you want to see something like that yeah. in our home countries? Um, we need it. Yeah. I would see it as development. I wouldn't see it as changing. Yeah. See, I'm not sure I would want that. I would I would definitely want more people to travel to Ghana, mm. but I don't want Ghana to become a tourist destination simply because of those negatives it brings with yeah, it. Yeah. Mm. And I already feel like we're so susceptible to exploitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's only going to get worse. So yeah, I want more people to go, but just just you know, like the optimal level, not to the point where oh yeah yeah, you want to go on holiday to Africa? Let's go to Ghana. No, no, I don't want that. <laughs> so you wouldn't you agree keep with Ghana's traditions. Yeah. 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 So you wouldn't kind of agree with the UAE model of you know, so for instance, having no a part of uh, uh, Ghana that is stuck by the traditions see, see, and maybe taking a part of land that we're not using now. Yeah. And saying, okay, that's where the tourists go. Because that's what, that's what the Arabs have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're, they're living. Um, <laughs> but then that just invites everyone and anyone. But, but wait, I, I would still argue it's different. Do you know why? Because this Dubai that we know is, it, it was purposely created for it, right? Yeah. yeah. Correct. Prior to that, I don't know what the population of Dubai is, but it's nothing. It was nothing. It's tiny. Mm. Ghana, we've got about 25 million people that yeah. are there. I think it'll be very different mm. unless, Say there was like this island of Ghana or something. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. I feel like development on a space is not a bad thing. Maybe not to the Dubai level. Exactly. But some sort of development. Some development of 100%. But you're seeing that now in Ghana. Mm -hmm. You're seeing that. There's loads of buildings being built by Chinese people, (laughs) etc. This is the truth. To, um, China and Africa, previous episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Information on that. But I then it's down to us to build the actual, say, attraction, the shops, the. Yes. Mm. We have that. We have um, malls, shopping centers. We never had that 20 years ago. There's loads mm. of malls in Ghana. Maybe more current stuff, but what we actually like, maybe more diverse like food places. Not- there is. There's Do you know what? I think spots, it is. I think restaurants, we just need to bars. show more of it. That's what it's, yeah, it's, it's that's there. Probably it's it there. Is. I think we is need there? to show more of it. No, it is there. Yeah. We just don't. We're not in a tourism destination. And I like that. I don't want to be. I want us to, to have, you know, exports and other stuff mm. that can help Ghana. But yeah, I want more people to go there. I just don't want us to become the next a tourist destination. Yeah, yeah I don't. You, you guys I, I don't mind I don't know about the tourist destination because I just feel mm. like if any, anyone can book a ticket and go somewhere I just feel like yes I'm for developing on land that's not necessarily being used and making it a bit more attractive but I completely understand the reason for the reservations yeah. but mm. I'd like to see 
sense. Do you know what it is? I feel like we just, it just needs to, everywhere you turn, you look at Dubai, someone's getting engaged there, someone took their person there for a birthday, this and that. I just would love to see, see our countries yeah. being so, looked at like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Even Santorini when we were there. Like, yeah. I can see that's going to be a place that's going to massively change. Santorini? Know? But yeah. it's, it's already expensive, no? And maybe Not really? Uh, kind, kind of. Kind of. Was okay. it you lot saying there was loads of things being built when you yeah. were there? Yeah. So basically, nearly every other property was for sale. I think yeah. as more and more people are starting to go, it's like anything, right? It's starting to build up steam. As more people go, more people will go. Yeah. Um, so even when we were in a restaurant, the guy tried to sell us the, the, the building next door. Yeah. <laughs> I was quite flattered that he thinks I could afford it. <laughs> How much was it? Uh, I can't, I didn't ask the price. But he was like, yeah, you come and see, I'm selling that, that's my property, you should come and see. I'm yeah, like, right. and I saw loads of for sale signs, pretty much oh, just right. spray painted on the side of buildings. Even more so now, since Vic Ross has got his gym, Santa Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so you'll see things developing there. And I think it's a tough one, right? It's going to disturb local culture, but does that need to be disturbed? And mm. I feel like where the countries would benefit from the income mm. is that. That's the thing. Are, are we standing still to preserve certain cultures or can we just do it in a more, you know, in a smarter way? Yeah. I, I don't know. The times a bit. Yeah, agreed. Because mm. you have to. You have to. What was next? Kalisha. Oh, yes. Was, Our home. UK, UK. London. So I've done a bit of research in regards to tourism in Britain. And I found most of this information on Visit Britain website and also the Office of National Statistics. <laughs> so, in 2017, UK residents spent 44 billion on visits overseas. That yeah. is a hell of a lot of money. A lot of money. It's because we don't get the weather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the most, not, I think that's exactly that's what it is. Th- I think so, yeah. We don't get the weather. Yeah, the and weather the most frequent reasons was for holidays. Yeah, the most frequent reasons was for holidays. So, yeah, so obviously we don't get the weather. Apart mm. from this summer, it's been amazing. This summer's been great. And the thing is, I feel like walking around London in the summer makes you realise that we do take London for granted, but it's because we can't be out when it's cold mm. and raining. Mm. Mm. So, in 2016, the number of visits to London was 19 million. The total expenditure was eleven point eighty seven billion, mm. and the average spend per visit was six hundred and twenty three pounds. Yeah. Okay. So imagine each yeah. person spending six hundred and twenty three pounds. So imagine if we did that back home. Yeah. Imagine all yeah. of us was going back home and spending that money. Yeah. Then the countries would be forced to do the things that we mentioned earlier, yeah. like build it's, it's highways, okay. build. Yeah, no, sorry, that, no, no, good point. I was just going to tack onto that. I think uh, one question I uh, I was going to raise as part of the bit I did, um, Emirates airline. So that's quite a, an important cog in Dubai's tourism. Um, and it's, you know, they, they attributed that for a lot of being able to get people into Dubai. The fact that many of our home countries do not have a national airline, mm-hmm. you know, A, I, well, I think we can all agree that's a problem. It's right? a huge problem. And, They've and, all tried and failed. Exactly. And I, I think that's, is that something that, the, you know, the local governments need to focus on? Because we already said getting back to our home countries is difficult because it's mm-hmm. expensive. Yeah. Do they need to help facilitate that? They have a diaspora out here that, oh, affluent or affluent compared to the home country and i think now more than ever wanting to look back home you know do they need to do their part to help facilitate getting us there kind of thing i, I don't know and is it possible i'd say so yeah you know i think that's definitely something i'd agree with i remember the last time i flew with ghana international airways and um i don't know if it was always the case but obviously the pilot was speaking and i was like wait this guy is white he's american <laughs> no, seriously that, that was like one of actually wasn't the last time it was probably there were three incidences mm. where I was consciously listening out to the pilots voices they were always white Americans always mm. and why would that be a problem for you well it's a, it's meant to be a Ghanaian airline right mm. so I would I would expect the Ghanaian pilots or sorry I would expect the pilots to be Ghanaian or yeah. at least black I mean yeah. <laughs> But the thing is, I can imagine there will be someone out there that will be triggered in saying that you shouldn't say that and that anyone should have to. No, I, I should say that because <laughs> let's be, let's be real. It's Ghana, uh, Ghana International Airlines, yeah. i.e. the airline of the country. Ghana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so therefore, I expect people that work there. To be Ghana. Okay. Maybe not everyone. Fine. Mm-hmm. But a large majority. majority yeah. Same as though you see here, right? To be, come on. Yeah. It's, it go, like, just like if you look at Germany. Like Deutsche Bank, right? It's 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 not a government firm. It's not a government bank, right? Mm-hmm. It's a private bank, but it kind of represents Germany's Germ- pride, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Uh, you would not expect the CEO to be from Ghana, would you? Mm-hmm. No, you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. You'd yeah. expect them. 
if he isn't German, you expect him to be, there's to be something German about him. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of years ago, they had a co-CEO structure. They had two CEOs. One was Indian, other was German. Mm. Mm. So, do you know what I mean? Like, there's got to be a yeah. German yeah. one. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's certain institutions. It's got nothing to do with racism or yeah, it's pre- whatever. It's preserving but, your own yeah. culture and everyone does it apart from us, I feel. Yes. Yeah, and the reasons why, maybe that'll be another episode. Going back to um, <laughs> UK and why people visit the UK, they said the levels of interest were world-famous sites, mm. family attraction, historic heritage sites, shopping, adventure, and culture and traditions. And I was thinking, what does London have in terms of culture well, and tradition? If you think of, say, for Americans, it's a completely different story, right? Because mm. Americans look at Europe as this centre of culture, right? Yeah. So. But then I think we have so much of that abroad in our places. I think if we can, if everybody's going to come in here to spend six hundred twenty-three pounds, we can go over there and spend six hundred twenty-three pounds yeah, easily. Definitely, definitely. I, I, yeah, I think personally, and I know for anyone in in my situation that hasn't been back, and you know, please go. I think it's we we just have to do it differently, right? So I know my major issue was when when I'm going to Europe, I I could book the flight, you know, a couple of weeks, a week before I'm yeah. going. I can leave, I can say, oh yeah, I want to go to Barcelona next next month, and book my flight two weeks later. You can't do that when you go into our home countries. You're going to have to start yeah. doing it in a smarter way, yeah. booking it well in advance, paying it off if you need to. I think that's the realization. I think we have to go back to basics with maybe how we holiday. It's it's almost like we have to inconvenience ourselves to go to mm. our home countries. And convenience that's is the what biggest the commodity is. in the world, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're a generation or a people or society that are heavily dependent or yeah. or crave convenience. convenience but you yeah. know, it's it's a bit like the um, what's that the um. It's, it's like a circle, right? Where in order for us to say, for example, see Ghana as the places we always want to go every year, right? As in people in the diaspora, Ghanaians, whatever, yeah. or, or say black people, right? Mm-hmm. To include everyone, right? Oh, thank you. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. In order for us to see it like that, right? We obviously want certain things there in place. Yeah. And I feel like there's some kind of attractions or places we want to go to that maybe people in Ghana aren't necessarily able to provide it. Provide it. So maybe some of us need to go back there to build these. I agree. Whatever 100%. it is we want to see, right? Yeah, but then no one is going back because there's nothing there for them, right? Mm. So it's almost like we need a generation of people that will go there to be the pioneers. Yeah, exactly. That should be us. I yeah. think it should be us. Um, I agree. I, I quite like my life in life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you. Yeah. But. but that's the thing. <laughs> I see, do that feel attitude like, there? That's the attitude. That's the attitude. That's, and that's hey, what I'm, we need to get away I'm, from. I'm just keeping a 100, okay? So even like sometimes the older generation, some of them say they're not going back because it's too slow paced yeah. and everyone's laid back and they like yeah. it here. Yeah, you're like, but, but you're from there. But they just go <laughs> yeah. back to just retire. So yeah. by that time, they're too old to do anything. And they're not exactly putting money into... Sorry, can I just say, on the website that I found, that 623 was just for London. Mm. And you can break down by each county in England to see how much they spend. Mm. So how much you spent in Hackney? God knows. <laughs> like £12. God knows. <laughs> no, I, I'd imagine it would be quite a bit now, right? I guess. Fine. If they're going to them trendy spots in Dawson. Yeah, fine, fine, fine. Yeah, so... Yeah, so. Actually, shortage is part of hanging, right? Isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Is it, yeah. Is it? I think it is. Is it Sam? Sam, I think yeah, you should think be the so. expert. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. So, London yeah, Sam's from the end, is making it? a lot of money from tourism. <laughs> no, um, no, I think, yeah, regardless, it, it's a big industry globally. Massive. Um, one that, you know, we definitely need to tap into, um, yeah, just to diversify our, our, our economies. And I say, uh, I mean, our economies back home in Africa and the Caribbean. Um but yeah, I definitely think, I'd agree with you. We do need to be those pioneers. Yeah. Um, and I do think the generation coming behind us have definitely got the energy, the energy to go back and maybe use what we create. Yeah. So yeah, if, if you've got the inclination, if you're not like Frank and tied to the UK, because you've been sipping that tea. I'm not tied um, to the UK. You are. I drink Earl Grey. You, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know. You know. Is that going to you? No. no so but when, uh, wine, it? When, oh. when we get Francis out of his place. I had one last night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what I would say to people is just like think about it on a little bit more of a personal level from the benefits that we've read out think about how much you can impact somebody back home and then mm. as a result the country from visiting so I feel like we said myself included yeah I need to go back I need to go back I think I've been saying that for years make the effort to go back because in between that time I have gone on holidays yeah. I have been okay. away I've we're going to go to Jamaica visited. for my birthday how about that cool right. your birthday March Oh, yeah, it's weird. But um, yeah. So, listeners, I I appreciate I accept Bitcoin as gifts. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put our PayPal's in the um in the episode links. No, I'm joking. Need to get a Patreon. 
<sighs> do we though? No. Whole <laughs> whole another episode. But yeah, that, so yeah, that I think the reason why I wanted to look into this is because I feel like we've talked on here a couple of times about going back home and mm. home being desirable, and I feel like when we hear that we think of going to build back then it's like no we can actually start by just visiting and putting money into the economy and then and then taking it from there so that's definitely something i will be doing should we talk about what we learned okay so i've changed it to what did i learn what did i learn slash what will i change tourism edition okay because from looking at all of this i've just realized the things that i can do Mm -hmm. so for example i said earlier just taking time to spend money where it matters Mm. rather than giving money to the airport at inflated prices and where it's not benefiting somebody from the local community directly. So that's one thing I'm definitely going to do. Going abroad, I'm going to spend my money within the local community a lot more than 10 minutes before my flight. Um, Buying Ferrero Rocher in the box that the shape of a box we don't get here. Like, that, is not, that is not a souvenir, Sam. That, my friend, is nonsense. Or what is it, Toblerone? <laughs> That nobody actually likes. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I love them. I actually like it. Oh my days! Yeah. Anyway, I didn't. I wasn't judging actual, you guys. Now I am. Disgusting yeah. your face. <laughs> you, are you guys used to that? Like, there's disgust in my face nearly every episode. Yeah. Every day, guys. Every day. But you return. <laughs> <laughs> it's, taken years, you know, so. it's, it's fair to say we don't return for you. <laughs> Anything. See, listeners, once again, Exhibit A of the bullying. It's fine. Um, for me, uh, it's going to be holidaying, not based on convenience. So, yeah, I'm not going to jump on Skyscanner yeah. and book my flight to go next week because I've just been procrastinating. I'm going to book it, you know, six months in advance and want to make it affordable or easy for me to do. Uh, and I'm definitely going to get out to Jamaica for my birthday. Uh, and definitely we're going to do Ghana at some point later on in next year. Or well, well, We're definitely going to do Ghana and Jamaica in the next... 12 to 18 months yes. that is what I'm putting out there uh, not just a holiday but to go back so for me I need to go out there it's to enjoy and re-engage with my home country but I want to go out and see what possibilities there are there yeah. you know I, I have uncle out there has got a business going out how can I help him how can I get involved um, because yeah I want to retire out there but I don't want to wait till I'm too old to benefit and enjoy myself what's his business um, he does travel so um, like airport transfers um, local uh, you know tours around the island whatever um, Dr. T Tours, he's known as. Dr. Uh, T Tours, hit them up. Yes. Um, I'll get, yeah, I'll, I'll put his socials and whatever in the yes. show notes. And we will have show notes. Uh, we actually had someone ask for our show notes, by the way, guys. They're oh. coming. What? <laughs> what do you mean? Someone's mentioned, we had an email. I can't remember a young lady's name, which goes, oh, on your episode, you often mention show notes. <laughs> Could you show me a link to those? And yeah, there's a couple episodes that are missing. So we're going to go and populate those for you and I'll send you the link to them. Interesting. Yes. And wait, the show notes in, in our links show notes you mean. show notes yeah. show notes show notes show notes <laughs> English isn't his first sure, language sure. <laughs> <laughs> alright but we have them for all of them have you seen them mate okay anyway <laughs> needs to be taken offline okay okay yeah um what did you guys learn I learned that I'm gonna spend my money where it's gonna benefit the people mm. and like Jerome said why are you why are you screwing off your face like that? Because okay? he drank the sunken tea. Are you okay? <laughs> I have nothing to say. Yeah, you better not. Um It's fine, everyone wants to be Jay apart from Jay. Uh, I forgot what I was about to say now. But spend yeah. money where it matters. Yes. Spend money where it matters. And choose my destination wisely. Yeah. Fliv? He loves England. God save the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I don't know, man. Listen, I'll, I'll go to Ghana all the time, all right? Not so, all the time. Don't okay, because I haven't been in two years. Easy, all right? Oh, um, I don't know. I'll, I'll set this one out. You might just be a bit jaded because you go there regularly. I, I probably am. Yeah, you know, I, I'll probably have a big, quite big chip on my, my parents shoulder. sounded about Jamaica. Or my grandparents sounded about Jamaica. Not calling you old, but well, just in terms of... You just did call me old. Anyway, um, just in terms of they take it for granted where they go so often, yeah, they but, probably don't see it with the same... But, but you have to put yourself in my shoes. When I'm going to Ghana, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. British Airways gives you two suit- two suitcases. One of them is in mine already. It's not mine, okay? <laughs> I have no rights, okay? Them, Fine. Yeah. Then there's several uncles and aunties who will tell me to take stuff for them. So 
So p- potentially, the one shoot case that I have, I have to split the space. Okay? To me, this sounds like you just need to go on holiday with wait, your chest, bro. W- wait, okay. <laughs> Once I arrive there, mm-hmm. there's a group of people who for some reason expect presents from me, okay? And since I tend to go around Christmas time, they expect the Christmas present, okay? Um, well, I'm not done yet, okay? Oh. When I'm there and I'm going <laughs> Again, for some reason, I'm expected to pay for everyone. Okay, mm. so going to going to Ghana for me isn't a, a simple trip. Yeah. Okay, it's a very expensive trip, right? And then when you're there, people are telling you their kids are sick. They want to send their kids. It's, it's yeah. Do you it's, see what I'm saying? It's not so different to me when, we, when I go to Jamaica. Well, Ghana is is it's almost like it's not a real holiday. But I've said this: the next time I'm go, I'm going. A, I'm staying in a hotel. And uh, that's the point I was B, going to make. B, none of these people know I'm even there. That's until I, I get there. So until I the get there, right? My mum's in Jamaica now and she's yeah. been doing that for the like, last 10 years. Yeah, yeah, she's she'll go for woman, two though. weeks, one week in a hotel in Ochi, one <laughs> week with family. <laughs> and No, but it's, that is what you have to do because, yeah, I remember so, yeah, it. I wish I spoke I, to your mum earlier. Bro. Yeah, I know. So I never used to come home with all my belongings when I went to Jamaica because they'd give me the sub story probably oh, on a veranda this is the day before I was leaving <laughs> the, you don't need that there yeah, and then yeah. you start thinking no I don't he's so poor I'm yeah, so high yeah, everything yeah. no you just have to be strategic right I guess I, I, I haven't been strategic in the past but I'm not surprised I feel like it's a rule of thumb now if you're with your Ghanaian parents and you're like yeah because my mum's going too it's like <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell people that your parents are travelling two days before they're, until two days before they're travelling you're just not allowed to because it comes with too much drama yeah it's okay that's what it is guys if you are going back home Book a hotel. <laughs> Book a hotel for at least part of your journey. Keep the mouth quiet. Mm. But yeah, so interesting one. As, as always, if you guys could give us your feedback, your your responses, your experiences uh, in your yes, home countries please. or here, you know, uh, we didn't really touch on, you know, the whole idea of not going on holiday. So some people that maybe just haven't got the funds mm. to be mm. going home, how can you holiday here? You know, are there's, there's spots here, you know, you could jump on a train to Leeds, Newcastle, you know, the Pennines, wherever it may be. You know, we didn't touch on that, but that's an, that's an option. Um, but yeah, get in contact, SoundCloud, Twitter, uh, Castbox, Cast you know, Stitcher, everywhere. Uh, email info at makingsensepodcast.com. Um, Making Sense PC on Instagram and Twitter. Correct. Uh, any closing words for anyone else? Any? No, but no. thank you for listening. Yeah, once again. Um, thank you for your episode suggestions and just keep them coming. Yeah, yeah, please. We appreciate it. Yeah, we definitely do. And you can see, if you make a suggestion, we'll do a topic on it. We're happy to cover what you guys are asking for. Thank you Thank for listening, you. guys. Take Peace. Have a good week. Later on. Bye.